Blog Talk Radio. It's Cannon Baby coming with the heat. Got Indy Fire playing in my speakers. Nakia the host, girl in motion. All the way in, airway smoking. You can call in, this phone lines open. Rock is hot like we're cooking a roast. Indy Fire the goat, don't ask who the competition is. Cause they're standing alone, popping. When you listening here, you always get what you Interviews, artists, songwriters, authors, and entrepreneurs. Chopping it up with powerful icons who make her influence. Who keep it hotter, this is Indy Fire. Blazing on yourself, tune in and catch the heat. It don't even matter where you at. Entertainment, news, and daily inspiration for everyone. Yeah. Holy moly, this day Got Nakia in my sleepers. Girl in motion, get on your feet. Indy fire, blazing, please. Keep it coming every week. We too strong, we defeat the weak. Cannon, baby, super speed. We keep it turning to the sea. It's too high. A fireman can't put it out because it's too high. Indy fire. He, you can't hear him saying anything, but 
he just and I, I thought about it. So, you know, like in the Bible, they talk about how maybe they don't talk about. I'm lying. I'm about to make some shit up. They don't talk about that in the Bible. But I guess it's kind of like the woman bowing to the man. You know, like like traditional um, things that women are supposed. Is that what that means? Like, is that what she's doing? Somebody send me a quick message or, or text me and tell me it. I wish I had a kept it so I could send it to somebody because y'all ain't going to believe it. Like, I probably ain't making no sense. Enough. But, like, I need to know. Is that what she's doing? She's bowing to her man and he's proposing? I'm so confused. That's the reason I can't keep a man right there. I, I'm not about to do that type of shit. Like, for real. Like, we can both just sit across from each other and you can slide the ring on, say, yeah, a couple of days later, like, after I admire the ring. Y'all know me. <sighs> Needless to say, how's it been? How's it been? It's only been like two days since we've been here. Have you listened to Dorothy's music? You listened to I Want You? Did you go stream it, download it, you know? Did you do everything you were supposed to do so that we can keep it in rotation on the show? Did you do it? Did you do it? That was your homework. Yeah? You gave me feedback. I love the feedback. Of course, uh, both tracks are going to be in rotation on the show. Um, I love, I love, her. I love her voice. You see, we didn't talk about her voice. He goes, you know that she reminded me so much, a combination of Michelle and um, Fantasia combined. I want to talk about her voice. I didn't want to talk about it, but I did want to talk about it. Um, because you know how you have artists that their voice uh, kind of, you expect for them to sound, when you hear them speak, sound um, the same when they sing, and it was like the total opposite for her. You know, did you hear that? I didn't want to talk about it because it was, it was mind-blowing for me, you know. But um, make sure if you didn't get a chance to listen to that interview that you go check it out, all right? Good enough. <laughs> I don't have any more to talk about. Um, uh, let me see. We're still packing up, you know, getting ready to get baby girl off to um, school. Super excited. You know, I, I, I've i seen all of the uh, first day of kindergarten, first day of middle school, uh, first day of high school. I love it, guys. Keep sending me those pictures. We'll keep shouting the kids out. You know, my high school senior doesn't start until September the 1st. Uh, my, high, my, my high school, my college senior will uh, start her last first day of college on Monday. And so her university, they started doing um, first day of classes. I think they started taking pictures like a year ago maybe. So I, 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 she promised me that she will go do her last first day of college, you know, I'm a senior picture. She will go take those. Don't worry. I'm going to post her up on Monday so you can see my baby. Um, but, yeah, she's almost packed up, ready to move into her space. And uh, we move her back to school uh, tomorrow, Saturday? Saturday. She's only got, what, a couple of months? She graduates in December. So thank you guys for just keeping tabs on her. Um, I'm getting your messages. I'm sharing them with her. You know, you all who've been rocking with Indie Fire since day one, um, she's like, you know, your niece. So uh, I greatly appreciate all the love, words of encouragement that you've been sharing with her um, over this summer as she's completed her senior internship. 
um, you know, thank you. Thank you, thank you. But as you all know, it's never about me, never about the family. It's all about my guests. And I'm super excited to have my guests here this evening. Um, I'm talking about hip-hop, R&B singer, producer, songwriter, Jamal Marvel. The Virginia native, uh, again, singer, songwriter, rapper, producer, who blends the best of all that is love in hip-hop, R&B, funk, and pop into a sound that defines the word unique. Pulling elements of 80s fun and the heart and vibe of the 90s, he continuously impresses with creative melodies and relatable lyrics. With his third solo studio album, Tells of a Fool Stormfront on the Horizon, Jamal gives us a taste of what to expect this time around in his latest single, Day and Night. With deep lyrics, soulful harmonies, and infectious flows, the Stormfront EP delivers a sound foreshadowed by his name, a work of art, a work of marvel. In February 2022, Jamal released the first single, Give It To Me 1.5, from his re-imaged version of Tales of a Fool, titled Tales of a Fool, Stormfront, reportedly releasing April 2023. The second single from the anticipated Stormfront EP drops in early June of 2022, followed by the full EP release at the end of June 2022 with a whopping seven tracks. Weaving together instrumentals that vibe, relatable lyrics, and a voice of wonder, Jamal Marvel is a breath of fresh air, a must-have on any playlist. Now, guys, this is just a snippet of his eloquently written bio. Head over to the website, IndieFireRadio.com, and you'll be able to read the bio in its entirety. Indie Fire listening audience, I present to you this evening my very, very special guest, hip-hop, R&B singer and songwriter, producer, Jamal Marvel. Hello, How hello. This evening? How you doing? I'm doing I'm good. I'm good. I'm loving your energy. I'm loving your energy. How you doing? Loving your energy. That's what I'm talking about, especially since I didn't get the opportunity to chop it up with you before the show. And I feel your energy as soon as I hit release. Here you go. Yes, I'm <laughs> loving it. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm excited to talk with you, man. After hearing you tell your story about the proposing me thing, man. I, was, I, I have looked it up too. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Somebody got to let me know that maybe I can find it and share it because um, I was just you know blown away. Like I said, she's out there with this you know elegant gown on and and then she's on her knees and I'm thinking like, and she's just waiting there like a lost puppy and you know. But I <laughs> I I, I kind of I'm I'm hoping that's what it is. Like you bow before your king. And and there's nothing wrong with that because um, especially how things are with relationships nowadays, you know what I'm saying, men sometimes get the bottom of the barrel and um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I also feel that, you know, the symbolism kind of been, it should have been reversed. At some part, maybe there's a second part of that, you know, once he put that ring on his finger, this is 50-50. You know what I'm saying? Get down on your knees and bow to that woman as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, something's so, showing something um, that's showing a, a, a equal balance between the two. You know? Yes, exactly, exactly. 
I would love to see that part of the video. So I don't know. Maybe, but maybe it signifies something else. You know, they needed to have some type of, and there was no, you know, written type of communication that said, you know, this signifies anything. So I'm lost. I'm, I'm lost. I don't know. I don't know. Enough about them, though. I want to. I want to get to know all about you. Um, this part in the bio. Um, this blend of genres here. We got hip hop. We got R and B. We got funk. We got pop. You know, when it comes to your 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 musical style, you know what I'm saying? Who who influences your style? Because you got a lot of genres here. Man, uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of influences. I mean, you know, I, I pull from so many different genres and so many different eras of music that my influences, you know, truly do come from that. But if I if I had to say that, you know, from a uh, more current, closely, you know, current uh, uh, time frame, um, I grew up uh, listening to Timberland and Pharrell. They're from the same region of Virginia I'm from, so they had a lot of, you know, uh, inspiration on me, specifically their fearlessness. Right, they were they weren't afraid to do something different, um, you know, and, right. and kind of throw out something that's different. So that kind of inspired me to do the same in my own way. Um, huge uh, Lupe Fiasco fan, huge Anderson mm. Park fan, um, Lauryn mm. Hill, Fugees, all that type of stuff is is, is matched for me. And I also love like Earth and Fire, you know, Mariah Carey, like you name it, man. Like if, it, if it's music, I love it. So I pull from all of that. All my stuff, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's back up let's back up um do you come from a musical family or did you just wake up one day and say you know what i i i vibe to music i love music you know what i'm saying you you listed some some heavy hitters right there um especially with earth wind and fire so um you know were you just on saturday mornings your mother was cleaning the house and had that earth wind and fire on and you know i'm vibing to this on saturdays you know what i'm saying got my cartoons <laughs> on got my little you know juice box in my hand but i love this music you know what i'm saying or did you you know were you rooted maybe rooted in the church and you know singing in the choir and you know the passion was always in you you know, where did you, you know, the desire to uh, produce music, to start singing music, you know, to start uh, writing music? Where did this all come from? Man, I think I think it's, uh, I think it's innate. Firstly, um, you know, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, my mom playing playing music, you know, cleaning up the house on Saturday morning. I did that, and it was the greatest hits of uh, Sam Cooke. <laughs> so that was from that, ah. down, from that era. Um, but I, I did grow up in the church. Um, I sung there, but not really. You know, I, I, I was kind of shy, honestly. Um, I didn't really sing at all during my teenage years like that. Like, I was singing around some friends, but it wasn't until I got older. I, I met a, a, one of my best friends now, and uh, it's a white guy, and he was always singing, man. Always. He'd go to the mall, he'd just start singing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm embarrassed and stuff, you know, but singing or being around him got me out of my shyness, and he started to um, sing on different tracks with other artists. And I would just kind of always show up and kind of follow. And then I started singing. And once I got a taste of it, um, of performing, um, you know, it just kind of led me to want to do more. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of how I started to just start singing. As far as producing goes, um, that was never part of the, the plan. Um, I was hanging out with some friends. And, uh, one of them being a producer, um, I left my laptop over his, his his house. And when I picked it up, um, he's like, hey, I put a, a program on your, on your computer. You should check it out. And I said, I don't do that, you know. 
And one day late, you know, I was bored and I started messing around with it. And I started messing around with some beats and I don't know, it just, it just started resonating. So I went from singing initially to, to producing. Uh, my first album, um, I did all my beats. Um, same thing with my second album as well, too. All the beats and songs I wrote um, and produced as well. Um, so, you know, it just became something that was, I don't know, I fell in love with producing and creating music. Um, but as far as singing, although I was, you know, pretty shy when it came to singing in front of people, um, you know, I I sung with myself <laughs> all the time. I used to go out, you know, outside and I grew up in the boonies, so outside and sing to the trees and the bobcats and, <laughs> and everything else that would <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> and, you know, to hone my craft. So it wasn't until I got a little with who I was and myself and the way I sounded, um, you know, that I actually started to to branch out. And once I did, man, once I did, like, it things just started moving. I started meeting people. I started getting gigs. I started just growing, and, you know, I've been addicted ever since, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> in a good way, yes, yes, in a good way. Um, do you have an alter ego? You know how, like, Beyonce back in the day, she had Sasha Spears, and then mm-hmm. she was Beyonce. And I know uh, when I first took a look at your name, you know, Jamal Marvel. And I'm like, hmm, Marvel? Like, comic book? Then I read the Bible, you know, like a work of Marvel, right? And then earlier today, mm-hmm. I was snooping on Instagram, you know, and I very quickly scrolled through, and I was like, hmm, hmm. So, you have an alter ego? I would say I do. I think... um I don't know if it's necessarily an alter ego, but um, so everything I've done has always come in stages, right? Nothing's always just, you know, never just been one full pie. It's always been slices that kind of came over time. And then it's like one day I woke up, it's like, oh, you know, I got this whole new pie type thing. Um, so rapping isn't something that I immediately uh, started doing either. Um, in fact, um, the only reason I started rapping is very similar to, to you know, creating beats, but they used to be part of a group called Half Black. It was two black guys, two white guys, half black. <laughs> and we did um uh <laughs> yeah. We we were messed up. We was drunk, we was you know, first met and created the name of the of the group. But the you know, it was myself who at that time I sung pop and R and B mainly. Um we had a producer, engineer, and he did straight up hardcore EDM um okay. house. And then we had a reggae rock guitarist and a rapper from Chicago. And after working with them for about a year, I got used to having a rap, a rapper that I could work with and talk to and bounce ideas back and forth with you know, on a regular basis. And when we kind of separated and did our own thing and I started working on new projects, I was like, man, it's missing this type of flow. It's missing this type of, you know, um, sound. And uh, I was like, well, there's nobody else around me. I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> and for me to get into that into that mindset from a singer perspective, to kind of switch into that mindset, my mind itself needed to kind of switch a little bit. So a lot of people say when I'm in the studio, if I'm singing, like I'm kind of kind of loose, I'm kind of flowy, I'm kind of moving, but when I'm rapping, I got to change a little bit. I got to I got to embody something different. So I wouldn't call it a full on alter ego, but I definitely have to, um, you know, adjust. To, to get into that mode to make sure I hit the sounds and the notes and stuff that I want to do 
you know, rapping and, and versus singing. Sing, understand. <laughs> <laughs> so your your bio mentions, you know, with a combination of the different genres, um, it gives a sound that defines the word unique. But what word would you say could define Jamal Marvel? Um, or what, I wouldn't even say what word. What special ingredient makes you um, unique? <laughs> me. <laughs> me. I make me unique, right? This Every you. person on this planet this is, yeah, it's unique. Um, yeah, nobody's like me, right? No one's like me, just like no one's like you. So that spark, that, that flavor, that's your flavor. You know, just like me, being me is my flavor. And I think um, as you grow and you find yourself uh, more and you, you know, learn to love and appreciate yourself, you learn to dig deep within yourself, you know, your flavor gets more bold and more potent. So, you know, and it gets more louder and more, more uh, recognizable. So, you know, as far as, you know, what, quote, unquote, makes me unique, it's, it's just me. And as time continues to go, just as, you know, has, you know time is, has gone and passed, um, you know, I will continue to grow, and my spark will continue to to increase. So, yeah, and you know, and you know, and also, obviously, I'm a sum of of my experiences as well too. So, and that goes and increases along with you know with time and experience as well. So, yeah, I I I mean, <laughs> you know what? That and no one else can be Jamal Marvel. You know. So many independent artists, um, so many mainstream artists have taken that cookie-cutter mold and they Mm -hmm. try to emulate what they see every other artist do. They try to look like, they try to sound Mm -hmm. like, um, they try to dance like, they try to dance, um, I said that, they dance like, they try to dress like, they try to act like. Everyone's scared to step out of the box. No one wants to be genuinely mm-hmm. themselves. And so me was the most authentic answer that you could have provided. I don't think no one has, when I do ask that, no one has ever just said me. What makes you unique? Me. Simply put, me. I'm me. No one can be me yep. but me. Um And this is a little off topic, but when someone asks to be on the show, it they normally have to go through my assistant. And it kind of bothers her, and she doesn't know a, a roundabout way to respond to the question, so I have to give her a script. They say, can I have a list of questions that are going to be asked? Well, the answer is just flat out no. Um, <laughs> she doesn't know how to politely say no. But the reason being is because this is your interview. Nobody knows you better than you. The questions Ooh. are going to be centered around you and your, if you're an artist, your music career. If you're an author, your career as, you know, a published author. If you're an entrepreneur, your, you know, what it has taken to get you thus far in your your business. So nobody knows exactly. you better than you. So 
Why do you need scripted questions? Um, so what is it that makes you unique? What ingredient is it that makes you so special? You, you know, that's the yep. perfect answer yep. to the question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think yeah. I think when it comes to like you know like the 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 idea of this cookie cutter you know uh, concept that you mentioned earlier, you know, if you really stop and look at just music in general, right? I'm not just music in anything. You know, I, I write as well. I'm I'm a uh, upcoming novelist as well. But just any any you know platform creativity that you look at, it's never really the cookie cutter you know uh, attempt that it's the individual who first did it. And when they first yes. did it, they went against, they were going against the grain. You feel I me? Mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they come out and, you know, and the tide is going to the left. They come out and they go into the right, right? And they make this big splash, this big hit, and then everybody else turns and goes to the right. And it's not until mm-hmm. someone else decides to go to a different direction until the tide changes. So instead of, you know, chasing that tide, you should just create your own tide because if you create it, people will follow. That's right. You know, and I think this is comes with, you know, confidence in your, and what you do. If you know, and I, I think confidence in what you do and in loving what you do and being open enough to accept criticism without having it change the core of what you are and who you and what you do, mm. you know, mm. um, and that way, like you can, you're able to say, you know, I just, you know, I, I was, I, one of the songs, uh, uh, Day and I, I pushed it out for, it's like it was a, 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 a movie opportunity in, in some a TV show type thing. And uh, some of the places picked it up, you know, as far as pushing it up, as far as uh, uh, being considered. And one of them rejected it. And in, in the rejection, one of the things it said was, you know, the song has a, a, older, a older feel to it. Like they love the beat, they love this, they love that. But it was kind of an older kind of feel in the chorus. You know, they would update that and it would be perfect, right? And I, and I took that, and I understood what they were saying, but I wanted it to have an older feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I listened to, the, I was listening to, like, the 60s and 70s, and I, was, I wanted to incorporate that into that, into that into that moment, you know. So I'm not going back to change that song, um, but I do appreciate what they were giving me, and I take that into consideration, you know, the next time I make a, 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 a track. You know what I mean? So right. but I'm, but I, I make this with intent. I understand that some people will love it. Some people might not love it, but I love it. You know, um, there was a, um, uh, I don't know if you were, uh, were uh, tracking, but there was this thing. I guess uh, Beyonce's album dropped this this well, last week or uh, soon, recently, and there was this uproar about one of the songs on the album. I remember on YouTube, and I think it's called Church Girls, and people were going crazy over it. Like, I guess in the, in the song, she's, you know, talking about dropping it like a dot. <laughs> And then one thing he's talking about church girls and things like that. And, you know, people were going crazy in the comments about going to hell and burning and all these type of things. And I simply put in the comments, man, like, it's music. If it applies to you, if you can take something from it, if you can grow from it, if it helps you emote emotions that you're feeling in that moment, if it applies to you in your life, then take it. If it doesn't, take. then don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think she probably, I'm, I'm not a Beyonce fan, but she probably stepped the same way she stepped the night before. You know what I'm saying? She didn't <laughs> yeah. go back to the lyrics of the song, you know, and if it was applicable. And, you know, I, I know the line, 
um, of the song. And, and the funny thing about it, as you know, as a church girl who um, grew up in the church, who my mother is, you know, an assistant pastor, you know what I'm saying, um, just got a doctorate, you know, um, and they, nice. what they say about absolutely true. I just sat back and laughed. You know what I'm saying? I, I had not. I just threw my drink up at her like, you ain't you ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? Us who know, know. You know what I'm saying? There's no yep. lying what she told. Um, so yep. you just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, if it offend, if it steps on, it's just like when preachers preach in church and they step on toes. If you feel convicted, you know what I'm saying? Then uh, apparently, then they're telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? Then Change your ways. If if it bothers you, change your ways. You know what I'm saying? If you know that what they're saying, you know, if it doesn't affect you, if it doesn't, you know, just keep it moving. Um, but that does you mentioning all of that, and even with you know, um, the um, movie production and what they said to you, that that kind of segues into my next question. Um, the best piece of advice in the business that you've actually followed so far and the piece of advice that you didn't follow, um, but now you wish that you would have followed. Mm, now, we know you didn't follow what you say, and I, and I kind of I understand um, because there will be more opportunities, especially if that wasn't your intent for that song. Um, but the piece of advice that you've been given and you did follow, you know, and how it helped your career and a piece of advice that you were given, but you didn't actually follow, but now you wish like, Oh my gosh, I slept on that. I mm. wish I had a followed it. What you got for me? All right. There's two of them. So the first one, as far as uh, the piece of advice that I, you know, I, I listened to and I took, it actually didn't come from the, from the music world, came from the writing world. <clears throat> Okay. It's, a, it's a small thing in the in the writing world um, that says writers write. That's it. So if you're a writer, write. If you are a singer, sing. If you are a carpenter, carpenter. <laughs> you know, then if you are a gardener, gardener. Whatever it is that you do, you you need to do it. You have to do it to say that you are it. So when it came to you know applying that to making music. As an artist, my job is to make music, right? As a singer, my job is to create. And because I am consistent with my creating process, I am able to uh, grow rapidly. I am able to um, evolve. I am able to produce um, within me, right? I'm able to take it out and, and push it out. And because of that, I'm able to create gems, essentially. Um, you know, I wouldn't be at the level of creativity and knowing myself as an artist and, you know, knowing my sound as an artist and as fearless as I am as an artist if I wasn't consistently creating, if I wasn't singing, if I wasn't producing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have got the feedback and stuff that I've gotten if I would have made one song and just set, you know, set on that one song for, you know, forever. Right. So right. I would say, you know, that was definitely the biggest advice that I got, which is to do, right? You can't, you can't get better, you know, if you're not doing it. So that was number one. Um, and then as far as the second question goes, uh, advice that I wish I would have taken, someone told me to uh, go after my dreams with reckless abandonment. 
Woo! (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and this is this is a it's kind of difficult ish to answer that to you know to answer that question because I I understand what they were saying and a part of me wish that I would have completely threw everything else in my life to the side and went 100% into my art. You know, because my art is good and I'm good at what I do. And I'm confident that my, my, my work is, uh, you know, is good. Um, but at the same time, we all need some, not everybody, but, you know, for myself, I like to have a certain level of safety and security. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I never did that. But I often do question, what were, where would I be at if I would have done that? You know, I see what I do and the amount of effort I put in as far as promoting, as far as touring, as far as you know, doing those things. And I, and I do what I could do within my constraints. Um, and I look at the success I've had from just that. I'm like, man, this is pretty dope, right? So if this is what I'm able to get from doing this much, imagine what I could have gotten or what I could get if I, if I drop all other things and pursue this one goal. Um, this one, this one achievement, you know, with reckless abandonment. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and how old are you? I am thirty-six. You got kids? Uh, no, nope, no children. Oh. So, what is stopping you? Hmm. It's uh, I look at everything. So, not and I say not. It's not. I look at everything. Uh-uh. Hey, I'm on a contract. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm uh-uh. in the. Uh... Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. What is stopping you? My need for security is stopping me. Ooh. Ooh. And 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 I'm and I'm okay, and I'm okay with that, right? I think. Um, my goal is to get to a place where I'm able to. I'm, this is a story that I, I can't think. Of, I wish I could think of her name, man. She's a one of the few black billionaires on Wall Street. Uh, she was the author of the Chicken Noodle uh, Soup, Books for the Soul, and she blew up after that. But anyways, I was watching the interview, and she gave this story, and I, I love it. it, it this, it's a short story, but um, anyway, basically, she's like, people in the world are akin to to this. There's a massive city that sits on a cliff, on a high cliff, and that city is encircled in a dome. And most of humanity lives in that, in, that, in that dome. They have no idea that anything else exists outside of that city, that there's even a cliff at all. So that's the majority of people. Then you have individuals who know that there's a cliff that exists. They go to the edge of the cliff and they jump off, right? And those individuals are the the massive successes that you see, you know, the Oprah Winfrey's, the, you know, uh, Elon Musk, X, Y, and Z, right? Those individuals mm-hmm. who leap, who jump, who take that risk. And just because you jump don't mean you're going you're gonna to fly off, but it does mean that you jumped. You put it all out there, right? And then she's like, then you have the other type. And she's like, these are the hardest types of people to, to deal with. She's like, those are the individuals who know the cliff exists. They know that there's something else out there, and in order to pursue or get that, they have to jump. But instead, they get to the very end of the cliff, 
they get on their tip, tip, tip toes, and they're about to fall off, and they feel a gust of wind from the from the bottom of the cliff kind of hit them, and they feel that newness, and they feel like they did something. Then they go back to the city. <laughs> and, you know, I definitely see myself sometimes being in that particular, that third category, right? I understand what it means to leap, right? But I understand the risk that comes with leaping. So, you know, for me, I think continuously setting myself up so that I can leap. You know, in you know, in a year, year and a half, I don't have to work for nobody, and I can go reckless. I can put all my money, my time, and effort to doing what I want. When it comes to writing, pushing my book series, pushing my pushing my uh, my anime series, pushing my music touring, I can do that. And I've taken time to build that platform to jump off. So this way, when I jump, when I fall, I'm not falling because I'm good. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I think, right. but I, but I do think that there's a, a place and time. To, uh, as long as we got the setup, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And as long yeah, as I definitely. get in here, fear, you know what I'm saying. Um, because a lot of us has, have used fear as a crutch um, mm-hmm. for so long. But as long as there's a a setup. Yeah, I you know so I'm I'm not. Ladies, wait a minute. I'm not I didn't afraid ask that of. Are you single? Are you single? I am single at the moment. Yeah. I be trying to hook people up on the show too. I be trying. Hey, so <laughs> he's single. He's single. I don't get into you know where you which side, but late. Hey, hey, y'all. He's single. Okay. He don't got no kids. He's thirty six. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Got this music hey, going here, on. Uh, music. He got the book coming out, y'all. Um, and he's setting up for the future. He done listed all of this. Did you hear? Anime. I'm glad my kids are not listening. My kids are heavy on on anime. My daughter's about to go to Japan. Um, oh man. And this really has nothing to do. Like her major is fashion merchandising and consumer studies. Um, she's oh. completed her uh, TEFL, which is teaching English as a foreign language certification, okay. so that once she graduates, she will go to Japan and teach for a year. That's her, um, what you call it, the off year. Um, so mm-hmm. whatever. She'll do that for a year, and then she will go back to school to complete her master's. Um, but what she wants to, and this is all off, I know, but what she wants to be able to do <laughs> is to, collectively be able to combine her her passion for fashion um she is um her niche is global sustainability so when she goes back for her masters then she will be um focusing on global sustainability so she wants to be able to com- combine e-commerce global sustainability the japanese culture and um fashion all into one so this year, you know, teaching in Japan will give her, you know, that 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 love for the Japanese culture, um, all of that. And I, I don't know how she's going to do it, but nothing that she has put her mind to and her hand to, you know, has not come void. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen, you know, in the next year. But, yeah, anime, um, <laughs> K-pop. Japanese music, like I've, yeah, that's all I've been consumed with this this summer. Like K-pop, <laughs> like 
Monster X and the BTS, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my play- yep. my playlist. Yeah, I got big playlist with those those fellas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, she, she's definitely but yeah. I love it over there. I lived in uh, Asia for about six years, and uh, oh, wow, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I lived in South Korea for about six years. Uh, I've gone to Japan a couple of times, and um, when it comes to the music culture and the art culture, man, I, I definitely have to give them a shout out. And I pull so much from um, their style and what they do, and it's interesting. That's one thing I love about um, you know hip hop and, and R and B. Um, we global. And people don't realize that, man. That's one thing, like, people don't understand how impactful specifically, uh, you know, black American culture is worldwide. Everywhere you go, when you look at style, you look at music, you see it. I'm walking down the street in, in Seoul, Tokyo. I'm going to hear R&B. I'm going to hear, you know, funk and pop and jazz. Like, I'm going to hear those things. And it's gonna be sometimes it's to a point where you feel like, do I like you think you know the song because you're throwing like a half a like English line, so you think you know what's right, going on. Right, I know, I know. <laughs> so, for so long, I, I slept on on Monster X. I slept on them. Like you know what, I'm 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 mm-hmm. good. I'm not I'm not into them. Um, but I I purchased my daughter. Uh, she turned 21 in February, and I purchased her Monster X tickets. I don't know. It probably was two years ago, I think. Um, but then, you know, COVID hit, and the concert got postponed. It was postponed twice, and so they finally were able to see them in May of this year. And so, mm-hmm. um, her and her girlfriends, you know, they were like, "Well, you know, can you can you just tag along?" They want they wanted me to drop them. It was actually in Fairfax, Virginia, and so they. So can you drive us? And I was like, what? Okay, sure. So I was the chauffeur, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I took them, but I was confined to listen to Monster X for six hours, all right? Um, <laughs> and that's when I made my playlist because I was blown away. I was just like, what? I've been sleeping on yep. them. Like, hey, yep. bang, you hear me? They, they, they slap for real. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so, you remember um, that but, song? Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's uh, "Let It Rain, Clear It Out." Chicken noodle soup. You know that song? Yeah, like, chicken like noodle soup. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was. It's about two years ago, I think, something like that. And uh, it was blowing up like chicken noodle soup, new song, chicken noodle soup. I was like, new song. And you know, I had to look it up. You know, and it was a, a Korean artist by the name of Jay Hong, I believe his name is. And uh, I was like, oh, let me, let me check this out. Bro, it broke records. You know, within the first release of, like, the music video, it was like a trilingual music video with the original, uh, uh, some of the original, uh, you know, beats in it and everything. And it it hit, like, 68 million in the first day, uh, played on Spotify, something like that. I was like, what? And it's, chicken, it's legitimately the song, like, Chicken Noodle Soup, just, and I guess he, uh-huh. he uh, uh, met up with the artist who originally did it and paid her and gave her money. And, yeah, <laughs> so they be doing it. They be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. My my youngest son is, um, he's 16. He was 17 at the end of the month. And he's been, he, all he does is, like, just make beats, right? But he does, like, wild, crazy, it's jungle music. Um, and it's just, 
just drums and just just he's in a lane. Just it's really just different. It's really abstract, you know. Um, stuff that we people of color really don't listen to. But mm-hmm. in the UK in the UK they love it. Well, he's got a little label that he's working with, you know, and okay. they put out cassettes, you know, the cassettes sold out both times and now he has a vinyl nice. that's dropping in December. Well, uh, a record store in Japan, um, they, they like 80 of his cassettes, and they already did pre-orders for like 50 of his vinyl. And I'm like, wait a minute, they got record stores in Japan? And he was like, yeah, my, it's like it's a huge record store in Japan. And I was like, shut up, get out of here. So here I am, you know, searching for the record store. Like, this ain't legit. You know, me thinking. I'm very skeptical. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. let me let me see your manager. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, first of all, like, your mother should have been your manager anyway. But anyway, let me speak to the manager. Let me find <laughs> all about the record store. And, yes, it's a huge record store. You know what I'm saying? And and they are, like, really big with his music. You know, and, and just I'm just blown away at everything that they're doing. But I want to get back. I know, guys, we just got all off topic talking about <laughs> – K-pop is I'm I'm so sorry, so sorry. No, I'm a talker um, too. I'm a talker, so yeah. <laughs> I I'm so sorry. I we mentioned big numbers and um how whoever that was did the six million. Now I saw some big numbers for my my guest because um, I told you I'm always lurking on people's social media um see if i can pull it up really quick i should have already had this uh what did you do on spotify last year last year total i did about 400 let's see this is 2022 21 one, right <laughs> time about yeah. 300 300,000 Three hundred forty thousand somewhere in between that. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You know, you know, that's another thing too. You know, I'm gonna, I'm kind of, I'm kind of backtrack for a second and kind of jump forward. You mentioned fear. We were talking about fear earlier. But I just want to throw this out there just for anybody listening and just seeing just in something that I've learned. Right, I think all things have a duality, all terms, all words, and I think that if it exists, it exists for a reason. I think fear right. uh, helps to let us know. If something is dangerous, if something is uh, possible harmful to us, and that's an indication that we need to have within us, right? Fear is a positive, but fear should never stop you from doing something that you want to do. No, um, I no. With fear stopping you from doing something that you want to do, it simply means that it's not balanced within you. It simply means that you have too much of it, right? So to be fearful isn't a negative thing. To be uh, fearless would be a negative thing. To be overly mm-hmm. fearful would be a negative thing. So I just kind of wanted mm-hmm. to throw that kind of out there in general. And then the other thing I wanted to say was, yeah, you know, the numbers, at one point, man, I was chasing those numbers. And I was like, man, I look at Spotify every day, Apple, just trying to like, oh, my God, my numbers need to get up. You know, I need to do some more advertisement. I need this, this, and this. And I do, you know, I make sure I try to, you know, advertise as much, you know, advertise as much as I can. Advertisement is key. You know, the rule of thumb is whatever you spend on the actual product itself, 
you know, you, t- you need to spend three to five times that on advertisement, right? So, you know, I definitely try to stick to that rule um, at minimal. But what does it for me? Because, like I said, I've been setting things up. I'm good. I'm 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 good. You know, my, I, I'm financially, you know, good. So for me, and I'm not saying that by no means. I'm saying I don't want blessings and continue to grow through my music. But I'm saying what does it for me as an artist truly is the messages I get from fans, from people yes. that yes. are just random and in between. I had a message on Instagram not too long ago, and, you know, in my DMs, and I had missed it. You know, sometimes you get some stuff, and I, that took me a while to, to see it, and, I, and I, I saw it, and the individual was like, you know, such a fan, love this song, love these tracks, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I replied, so, you know, thank you so much for listening, taking the time out to listen to my music. You know, it means a lot, you know, interacting with the fan, and, um, he replied, and he was just like, you know, with a big eye emoji, you know, crying face. He's like, it's my birthday. He's like, I'm your biggest fan. I want to see your music last out of the or whatever. And he's like, this right here has made my whole year. <laughs> and I was like, man, wow. like that, and that right there, that that was it for me. All the other numbers, you know, matter, but that moment, like, to hear that from somebody. Or to have somebody say, hey, you know, I listened to this song right here, and I was going through this, this, and this, and this, and I can relate to this song, and this helped me get through X, Y, and Z. And I was like, that's my goal, right? My goal is to present the things that I experience in the hopes that other people can walk in, in, in my shoes and um, be okay through it, just like I've, you know, been able to do in my lifetime when I've listened to other people's songs and music and their stories. And when I was going through something, be it joyful or sad or whatever it may be, I was able to emote and release that energy and those emotions through that through those you know forms of music, and I you know I've always just wanted to create things other people could use as that you know transitional that freeing point as well you know. I love it, and I get it. I get the numbers game. I completely understand it. Um, I look at numbers at the beginning of the year, the first day of the year. Um, and the last week of the year, it irritates me when I have a potential guests and they want to know numbers. And I can't tell them numbers because I refuse to look at numbers throughout the year. And that's just, that's just me. And that's numbers across all social media platforms. Um, I, I have designated days, and we've always been that way, that we look at numbers. And we know uh, we have anticipation or we have anticipated numbers that we want to see or projected numbers that we want to see for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what areas we need to work on, but we look at them twice a year. I can't tell you anything else because we only look at them twice a year. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, a lot of it's based on who um, somebody, look, tonight they may not have known who Jamal Marvel was, and so they didn't want to tune in. So it's kind of based on, um, popularity game, you know. Sometimes people don't yeah. want to hear me talk, so they don't tune in. You know what I'm saying? Playback shows is where the numbers really come in at. Um, but, again, that's not the basis for my show. If I um, only hosted shows for the numbers, I wouldn't be here. My passion mm-hmm. is fueled by so much more. And mm-hmm. uh, it took people a minute to realize that, and I think um, that's why we've been around for so long because it finally clicked. 
and heads. You know, we've been doing this for 14 years, and this show here for five Ooh, and a congratulations, half. Congratulations. So, congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. We just celebrated six. This is our sixth season. Um, so, you know, people just, it finally clicked in their heads. Um, but um, we love what we do here, you know, and we do it with a particular mission, um, and that is fueled by, you know, one specific uh, purpose and um, my passion. So um, I want to get into the track before we run out of time. <laughs> I've had so much fun. Uh, with you this evening, but I do want to get into this track, uh, and I want to talk about it, you know, before we get into it. I have day and night. Uh, when it came so, to the creative process of creating this song, um, what was that What was that like? Just take me through, you know, very briefly, the creative processes for day and night. You know, a lot of artists, I know when I was writing, I always had to have my beat first, and then it would take me a month, you know, um, to write the song, you know, I, I, I'm not quick when it comes to at all. You know what I'm saying? I, I write, mm-hmm. I always have my hook. I always had the hook, but then everything else, those verses, oh my gosh, those verses took forever. <laughs> um, but you know, um, what was it like for you writing day and night? And what is the song about? You know, I know titles, titles could always so much, but is it as it sounds? Is it about, you know, the day and the night or, you know, is it about the darkness and the light, or what? what is it exactly about? So um, my creative process is pretty chaotic, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Um, typically speaking, um, I hear sound, and I, I believe that music kind of speaks. Uh, so I just listen to what it invokes in me. Sometimes it invokes, you know, joy. Sometimes it invokes sadness, and I just kind of pour and kind of go through that. So um, day and night was no, uh, no different. Um, I heard the uh, – I messed around with some synths and I, you know, you know different sounds, and I, and I heard the overlay, and I was like, ah, oh, man, that's something. I just couldn't get it out of my head, you know, and I started building some drums to it. And once – most of the time, once I have just, you know, my top line and some drums, the song is pretty much, in my mind, done. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> but in my mind, it's completely finished because most of the time, by the time I get to that point – I've already created a chorus. I already have a melody for a, a verse um, or verses in my head. Um, and at that point, that baseline, that structure is already already done. Most of the time, my songs are typically written for the beats fully complete, completed. So it's like 40% of the beat is done and like 70% of the, of the, of the song itself is, is finished. And then I just kind of build upon it right before I go to the studio and record um, also, when I when I go to the studio and record, I always leave about ten percent of the song unfinished. Always, because I figure when I go to the to the studio and I'm working with an engineer and I bring my music there to get it mixed and mastered. Um, you know, the engineers are artists as well too, and they're there and they have this creative insight and um, they have their own style and flair. And you know, why wouldn't I not embrace a part of that? So I always leave about ten percent of the song open so that I can do some creating with whatever engineer I'm working with to kind of give a song another additional artistic kind of like, um, you know, point of view. So my creation, you know, process is typically a sound um, built upon that, um, the melody for the beat, for the for the verse and for the chorus, and then uh, finishing out the, the entirety of the, of the song. 
from a musical standpoint. And then the song itself is life, man. It's about life. That's what day and night is about. You know, people are always like, you know, just get through the night and you'll be good to go. You know, the storm is going to be over in the night, you know, when the night's over and the daylight comes. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but that's some bullshit. <laughs> that is not true. In the morning time, I got problems at nighttime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... It's not, it's like, you know, life, life is always happening. That's the song is day and night. So that's why the lyrics say, you know, you know, you know, life's been dishing out so many lessons. Ooh, day and night, day and night, you know, teacher, teacher, slow down with your aggressions. Ooh, day and night, day and night. Right. And the song really, you know, basically talks about us going through our lives, experiencing things that life is showing us, teaching us, grooming us to be, breaking us down, building us up. That whole process, right, whatever that may mean for you. Um, That's the first verse. And then it transitions to the second verse because when you're going through something, you're going through it. You're not thinking about, for the most part, oh, man, I'll be so much better afterwards, right? You're feeling the pain or the hurt or the the negative or what you could perceive as being negative in that moment. But once you start getting out of it and you start looking back and you start looking at where you're headed because of where you was at, you start being appreciated of you. Like, oh, man, like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have had this opportunity or I wouldn't be prepared for this opportunity. If I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have met this person. If I didn't go through that, this great, amazing thing would never happen, you know, happen to me in my life. And actually, now that I think about it, I am grateful and thankful that I went through these things. So the right. song is really just kind of, you know, painting that process. So um, day and night, the idea. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Love it. Well, go ahead and introduce your track to our listening audience. Dope, dope, dope. You're checking out my latest single, Day and Night, by your boy, Jamal Marvel, J-A-M-A-A-L, Marvel like Marvel Comics. Check it out. Thank you for all the love and support. Lay, lay, 
frozen, no longer frozen. I be what I be when I be in the moment. Life's pain equals blessings that I own it. Existing, why they do that at? But I live, I'm a king. Royalty, who fuck with me? Will it? It will be if I speak it, then it is. Positive energy, stay focused on my gifts. Pain equal pleasure, equal rain, equal growth. Gain on my mind, life coming, teach me more. Lessons that make me strong. Fire with your girl Nakia and my guest this evening, hip hop R&B singer songwriter producer Jamal Marvel, and that right there was day and night. Look, let me tell you something. I get a lot of music on the show, a lot of music for New Music Mondays, a lot of music, and you know what? We we play the music. We are not like you know most shows, dump it and trash it and you know kick it to the curb, all that. We just play the music. And you guys send me your opinion. I'm going to play the music anyway. It might not make it in rotation after that one time, and you know why. And I try to be positive unless I am asked to critique the music. But it is not very often that I get music and I just sit here and just smile because the song is just that damn good. Do you hear me? And my daughter just walked in, and I'm just like, who you hear? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm getting, you know, a little Anderson Pac. I'm getting a little Marvin Gaye. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little Pharrell in the song. And so I'm just smiling like to the ear because the song is just really that damn good. And y'all know I love oh, music. And it takes me like three times to listen. I listen to it the first time. Then the second time I go back and actually listen for, you know, the melody itself. I go back the third time I want to listen to the lyrics itself. I put up everything together and actually critique the song. But the, I'm just sitting here smiling. Like, I love this track, all right? I love, so, you know, it's going in rotation. Jamal, Marvel, day and night. It'll be in rotation on New Music Mondays for the next couple of months. We we love this here on Indie Fight. You guys, I need honest opinions because you love it, too. I already know you love it, too. And 
you know, when he gave his honest opinion about what ingredient makes him unique, and he broke that shit down, and he talked about himself and why he was unique, he didn't lie. He said he got it. He had it. He had it. He does. He has it, guys. He does. Woo! I love it. I do. So, Stormfront EP, is it? it's out, correct? Yes, it is. Thank you so much for all the love, man. Like, like hearing that, like hearing you saying you were smiling to my music, that I now I want to go sit down and create something right now because of that. No lie, seriously, to. I love it. You really do. You need. I to love just, it. To inspired by Nakia, you need to just put that out there. Yes, <laughs> yes. You do. I love it. But um, Stormfront, yeah, Stormfront is out. Tales of a Fool, Stormfront. That is releasing next year, right? Yeah, so that's the goal. So you know, I'm you know, I'm all, I'm always changing my my advertising plans and how how things work. Um, here lately, uh, a lot of my songs have been getting a lot of uh, new traction, right? And I believe if you have a product and if it works, you push it, right? Um, so you know, a lot of my songs have been getting a lot of a lot of traction. Day and night, um, a song called Saturday Night Lights been getting a lot of traction as well too. So I'm pushing it. Um, at the moment, I think I might push back my release date for my actual full-on album until later and just release one or two more singles before just to kind of give a little bit more of a buzz. Um, but, um, yeah, Tells of a Fool is coming. Uh, Tells of a Fool is Stormfront. Um, this, so my, my writing, and I, I should have said this before too, my writing and my music um, overlap. So the music that you hear um, is also like the quote-unquote soundtrack to my, to, my, um, to my writings and the artwork on my releases are the artwork of my characters inside of my novel as well, too. So they kind of overlap. So I kind of, you know, try to make sure I link, you know, release dates and things like that um, closer together. So if I'm pushing back some of my writing stuff, then I kind of, like, adjust the music and X, Y, and Z. But, yeah, the Stormfront, the EP um, is out right now. And then my original uh, Tell the Fool album is out as well, too. A lot of good tracks are there. Okay. All right. Well, we'll definitely check out that EP. Guys, get some more of that music and rotation on the show. I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity now to get all of your contact information out for those who may be listening live, for those who come back and listen to a playback show. Um, if they're interested in, I don't know, getting you on a tour, uh, getting that book when it releases, getting your music, getting you on an interview, whatever the need may be, uh, for them to reach out to you, the floor is now yours to get your contact information out First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for you know giving me this opportunity to be on your show. It's been a true joy. Um, I've had so much fun um, just chatting and getting to know you um, and sharing my story and my, my music, my journey with you and your audience. Uh, secondly, my name is Jamal Marvel, J-A-M-A-A-L, and then Marvel, like Marvel Comics. <laughs> I always say that just because Jamal is spelled different ways. Um, and honestly, you can find me simply by typing that into Google. If you type in J-A-M-A-A-L and then Marvel, like Marvel Comics, into Google, all of my social media handles, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, um, I'm on it. Also, my website pops up um, as well, too, which has links to all of my music as well. And then as far as uh, my music itself, where you can find it, uh, truly everywhere, everywhere from Deezer to Tidal to Spotify, Apple, um, neighbor, different uh, European uh, platforms as well, too. So if you search my name in Google, um, everything you need to know will pop up. 
And please feel free to hit me up um, if you want to contact us to chat or uh, to tell me about what you think about my music. If you want to collab, um, I'm open for everything. So, yeah, thank you. Awesome. And he's single. Remember, I told y'all he's single. I <laughs> so um, I do want to say thank you as well for being here with me this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you were here giving so freely of yourself and of your time. Once you've been a guest on the show, you become family. You are welcome back at any time. Got new music, send us your, our way. Um, something exciting that's happened, shoot us a message. You know, we'll make sure that we let everybody know what's going on in your world. Um, again, guys, he's giving you all of his contact information, easiest way to find him. Google Jamal, J-A-M-A-A-L, Marvel, M-A-R-V-E-L. You'll be able to find all of that contact information on Google. All right? Let me see what's going on. Back here, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for New Music Monday. And then on Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ah, Nigel Perkins. Y'all know him, the Wobble Man. Yes, yes, yes. And then on Thursday, the 25th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. Ricky Evans. I know somebody just rolled their eyes because they're like, yeah, Ricky Evans done been here a couple times and ain't been here. I know. I didn't say it. Y'all said it. I know. But Vic said he's going to be here. All right? So, Richie Evans, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then closing out the month on the 30th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Rico C. So, we are now open. It's the 18th. We are now open and taking uh, bookings for September. All right? So, go ahead and get on the calendar. It's wide open. All right? So until Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you all have a good weekend. It's Cannon Baby coming with the heat. Got Indy Fire playing in my speakers. Nikita the host, girl in motion. All the way near, halfway smoking. You can call in, this phone lines open. Rockets are hot like we're cooking a roast. Indy Fire the goat, don't ask who the competition is. Cause they're standing alone, popping. When you listen to here, you always hear what you Interviews, artists, songwriters, authors, and entrepreneurs. Chopping it up with powerful icons who make her influence. Who keep it hotter, this is Indy Fire. Blazing on yourself, tune in and catch the heat. It don't even matter where you at. Entertainment, news, and daily inspiration for everyone. Yeah. Holy moly, this day Got Nakia in my feet. Girl in motion, get on your feet. Indy Fire, blazing, please. Keep it coming every week. We too strong, we defeat the week. Cannon, baby, super speed. We keep it turning to the T. It's too high. A fireman can't put it out because it's too high. Indy Fire. Entertainment news daily inspiration for everyone, for everyone, yeah.